This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. Alright, well, to be honest, uh, you know, it was public holiday here uh, in West Australia where I live, and, uh, you know, scrolling through um, RG, and I found this thing, and it was saying the, the Bajo people of Southeast Asia were basically lived uh, on the ocean was no real, um, you know, tied to any nation or anything like that. So out of curiosity, I thought, well, you know what? Let's, uh, let's check this out and, uh, and see what happens. So uh, here we go. All right, the Baju people have long lived in the waters of Southeast Asia where they evolved into sea-dwelling beings with bodies like no other humans on planet Earth. They lived in the waters of Southeast Asia, dwelling in boats and living off the sea, with hardly even a homeland that they call their own. They have little sense of time and age, hardly any clocks, calendars, birthdays, and the like for them. And they've been evolved for life on the sea, with internal organs and body capabilities unlike our own. They are the Bajra people, sometimes called sea gypsies, and they're unlike any other humans on all of planet Earth. History of the people. Ah, cool. So the history of the people. Uh, the precise origin of Baju people remains unknown, but we do not know enough to trace the basic path of the story. <coughs> An ethnic group of Malay origin, the Bajau people have lived mostly, almost exclusively on the water for centuries, while other sea nomad groups have existed in history. The Baju may be the last seafaring people still in existence today. They reside in Southeast Asia in the waters southwest of the Philippines. A migratory people, they drift from place to place and remain unattached in any official sense to any of the neighbouring countries. Without any official state record or even much of a written history to call their own, the story of the Bajo people is rooted in their own unique folklore and traditions with oral history passed down from generation to generation. One such tale that captures the thrust of this story tells the tale of a man whose actual name was Bajo, a very large man, his people would follow him into the water because his body mass would displace enough water such that the river would overflow, making it easy for the people to collect fish. Eventually they came to call on him for the sole purpose of helping to house fish. Neighbouring tribes, jealous of the advantage he gave to his people, plotted to kill him by throwing poison arrows at Bajra, but he survived. The fellow tribes gave up and the Bajra people lived on. Making their living primarily of fishing, the Bajra people live on long houseboats known as lepers, reside primarily in the waters off Indonesia, Malaysia and the Philippines. They usually come ashore to trade or seek shelter during storms. When they do live not on boats, it's typically in small dwellings built on stilts over the water. Because the Bajra are exposed to the water so often and so early in life, they develop a mastery of the ocean that's hard to match. Children learn how to swim young and begin fishing and hunting as early as eight years old. As a result, most of the Bajra are expert freedivers. They're able to dive down to depths more than 230 feet, can stay submerged 60 feet underwater for several minutes, 
and usually spend a total of around five hours a day underwater. In fact, they're evolved to live on and under the water in many ways that make them scientifically distinct from any other human being. Research published in the journal Cell in 2018 found that Bajra people have spleens 50% larger than the average human of neighbouring areas. When people die of the spleen contracts in a reservoir of oxygen, blood, red blood cells are released into the bloodstream. A larger spleen means a larger reservoir of red blood cells and thus more oxygen and a greater ability to stay underwater. The Bajra have also developed remarkable underwater vision. These skills give them the advantage of being able to hunt for harder to come by sea treasures like pearls and sea cucumbers. Each day divers will spend hours underwater during which time they capture between two, what the fuck, that's huge man, and 18 pounds of fish. And the only thing they wear to make the, <laughs> the dives easier are wooden goggles, no wetsuits or flippers. Because they spend so much of the time diving, many of the Bajra people wind up with ruptured eardrums thanks to the pressure underwater, and some will purposely perforate the eardrums to make diving easier. In addition to diving, they use nets and lines to fish, as well as handmade spear guns for spearfishing. Melissa Elaudo, a geneticist who spent three summers with the Bajra people, said they have complete control of their breath and body. They spearfish no problem first try. Today, more and more Bajra people are being made to live on land. Some groups have long lived on land. There is no complete unified group of people identified as Bajra. Also, they're a little different, almost like subgroups. <laughs> Amazing. For several reasons, it's, a, it's possible that the current generation could be the last able to sustain themselves off the water. For one, the global fish trade has disrupted the fishing traditions and ecosystems of the Bajra people. Higher competition in terms of fishing has compelled the Bajra to start utilising more commercial tactics to catch fish, including the use of cyanide and dynamite. The Bajra have also switched to using a heavy wood to make the boats because the lighter wood they used to use came from a tree that's currently endangered. The new boats require engines, which means money for fuel. The stigma associated with being nomadic has also forced many to give up their lifestyle, being accepted by surrounding cultures gives them access to government programs that provide aid and benefits they would receive otherwise. But for the Bajra people, fishing isn't just a trade and the water isn't just a resource. At the heart of their identity is their relationship with the ocean and its inhabitants. So when it comes to conservation, it's not just about conserving the marine life, but their culture as well, and the waters they've called home for centuries. Well, on that note, I generally wish the Bajra people the best of luck and uh, don't give up the hunt for the fish and, uh, yeah, keep ruling the oceans. Cheers.